This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. This is a space where we can chat about all things Hallmark, Great American Family, and Up TV. You guys, <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting episode because the news that I have for you, I feel like I am in the twilight zone. Uh, the biggest piece of news that I think will just top any piece of news next to what the countdown to Christmas schedule and what movies will be in countdown to Christmas this year is this. And I'm going to read to you bits of the article, but here is the headline. Wanya Lucas to step down as Hallmark Media CEO. Now, I was in a meeting at work and I go back to my phone and I get all these messages. Did you hear about Wang? And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what happened? And sure enough, there is an announcement that she is stepping down as CEO of Hallmark. So here's a little bit more about the situation as reported by NextTV.com. You can find this on most major publication outlets such as Variety, Hollywood Reporter, the LA Times, and other entertainment publications. But this was the article that kept being sent to me when talking about this news. So this is the article that I'm going to read. So, Wanya Lucas, who joined Hallmark Media as president and CEO in 2020 at a time when the programmer needed an uplift, is leaving at the end of the year, but will remain on the board of directors, the company said today. Hallmark Company's CEO, Mike Perry, to whom she reported, will assume her responsibilities. So right off the bat, Wanya is still going to have a stake in Hallmark Media of some point, even though she's not in the day-to-day running of the operation as president and CEO. Now, Mike Perry, as the article said, he is the Hallmark Company's CEO, which means that he is over all three, Cards, Media, and Crayola. Now, it's going to be interesting to to see how his duties may or may not shift as he takes on this new role as CEO specifically of Hallmark Media. Will he maintain his kind of umbrella role of being still being over all companies while being the CEO of Hallmark Media as well? Or will someone else be named CEO? I, I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Because this change doesn't take place until the end of the year, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the next year looks like for us as Hallmark viewers. Will there be any change? Will we feel any change in the content? Um, Because there's been a definite change in content within the last two years from 2022, 2023. 
for sure. But I'm curious to see with this shift, being though he's one who's part of the brand already, so he knows what it's hitting for. I'm just curious if we'll see any changes in quality, hopefully. Here's a little bit more about... A little bit more from the article, I should say. Perry said in an interview Monday that when he and Lucas set priorities, first on the list was really about broadening the content and the stories that we tell here and making sure that we did that in a more diverse and inclusive way. He said, I think both of us feel very good about that. Other goals were to build a strong management team at the channel and develop new commercial pathways beyond linear TV and inroads have been there made via deals with Peacock, Hulu and YouTube TV with Hallmark Movies Now streaming service and with the ad supported video on demand and fast channels launches, he said. To her credit, it's like check, check, check and check on all the things that we wanted to do, Perry said. This is, this is interesting. It goes on to talk about Mahogany, Day Spring, Make Her Mark um, with the Female Director Initiative, The Way Home, um, and other things of that sort. Um, she's been a part of the company for three years because she came on, I think, July 2020. So it would have been officially three years. Um, wow. Just after her three year mark, is she announcing this? So we have a four month or at least the company, the company probably knew about this a month ago or so or a few weeks ago. So they have a good five months to transition her out and transition Mike into this CEO role. But what I can say, and this is something that has been evident, that has been repeated, that has been reverberating, that has been ricocheting throughout every podcast episode that I've done so far this year. Unfortunately for me as a Hallmark viewer, I felt like the quality of the Hallmark content has gone down significantly to the point where it began to impede on my enjoyment of the movies. So much so that I didn't even watch the June movies, the June wedding movies. Um, I'm just starting to watch them right now because I became exhausted from all of the disappointment that I felt and that I harbored for what Hallmark Channel was putting out. It seemed that Hallmark Channel was putting out, um, not seems, in my opinion, the quality of the content was less than mediocre. It didn't even feel like we were trying. It just felt like we're, we were just biding our time until Christmas. And I believe other viewers felt that as well. I know there were some times where I would go on IG Lives and this would be the topic of conversation. Um, to call out some movies specifically, Hannah Swenson with The Carrot Cake Murder. Um, Love's Greek to me. I, I actually watched that last weekend and was appalled that this storyline was something that we felt like represented the Hallmark brand with emotional manipulation, gaslighting, 
and we just want to wrap it in a beautiful scenery. And we spent a lot more money on destination movies this year, but I felt like the destination movies covered up a lackluster storyline. That seemed to be the theme of our destination movies this year. Between Love's Greek, Love is Greek to Me, Love in the Maldives, Love in Glacier National, Love at Zion National... What else am I missing? The Wedding Veil Journey, unfortunately, I, I didn't I didn't find that one compelling. While all destinations were gorgeous, were beautiful, we had the Maldives, we had, you know, Glacier National Park, we had Zion National Park, we had Greece again, Santorini specifically. Um, all beautiful, but all lackluster stories. The only two movies that we had that were destination movies that I thoroughly enjoyed were A Pinch of Portugal and A Paris Proposal. Whoa, say that three times fast. <laughs> Look at that alliteration. Um, But yes, and so I feel like we were just biding our time until Christmas. And so I am cautiously optimistic for what this next year holds for us as Hallmark viewers um, in the year 2024. We know that Christmas is going to be, I, I can, I think Christmas is going to be really good because we know that they are going to pull out all the stops as we saw last year, um, with holiday spectacular, three men and a, three wise men and a baby, haul out the holly, inventing the Christmas prince, a tale of two Christmases, twas the night before Christmas, just to, just to name a few. Um, so I'm looking forward to, we already get a little sneak peek of some of the movies that we have forthcoming, such as A Built More Christmas starring Bethany Joy Lenz and Christopher Palaha. We also have uh, Haul Out the Holly 2 premiering with everyone reprising their role and even some new characters. And then we have Lacey Chabert's, another Lacey Chabert Christmas movie set in Scotland. I think it's called A Scotland Christmas or... Christmas in the heart of Scotland, something to that effect with Scotland and Christmas, um, which is funny because now she's going to be in another destination Christmas movie because she was one. She was in one Christmas at Castle Heart where she was in Ireland. And so this is going to be interesting to see her in another destination Christmas movie. But that is literally the biggest news on the street in the town of Hallmark today, this week, for the rest of the year. <laughs> it, it already feel I can already feel a shift because now that I know that Wanya Lucas won't be the CEO, I'm wondering, okay, so does that mean another executive shift in leadership? Um, is he okay with the people who are, you know, will will there be some more leadership changes in terms of programming, what have you? Um, things that make you go, hmm, you know? So, well, I am going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I have a double header for you today. We have Aloha Heart and Making Waves. These are our first two movies in the Summer Nights lineup. And I can't wait to talk to you about it. So stay tuned.
Welcome back, my friends. So, Summer Nights 2023 has officially begun. And at this point, we have had two movie premieres. One of them premiered during Christmas in July. That was Aloha Heart. So, technically, Summer Nights and Christmas in July overlapped a little bit, which is hilarious because they were still so showing Christmas movies right after this premiered, but it's considered Summer Nights. So, there's that. And the next one is Making Waves, um, which is our summer music festival offering for this year. But let's go in premiere order. So we are going to start with Aloha Heart. Now, Aloha Heart stars Kanoa Goo and Taylor Cole. It is our annual Hawaii movie. And we have Taylor Cole as Sarah, I believe, playing an environmentalist, an ecologist, a water conservationist. There were a lot of ecological terms thrown around during this movie. And so I believe all of those are synonymous with her job. But all of my scientists out there holler back and let me know what's up. So Sarah is a maid of honor to to her best friend for her wedding. And it's a destination wedding in Hawaii. And so she's staying at this resort where Manu, played by Kanoa Gu, is the new resort manager of. It is his family's resort. And so he's taking it with pride and in stride to be the resort manager. You would have thought it was his first day of kindergarten or something. You know what I mean? Just by how much pride and how excited and how ready he was to be the resort manager, which I thought was adorable and endearing. So Manu is tending to the guests. He says, you know, whatever it is you need, I got you. Sarah's like, Ugh, she's thinking about work. Her mind is always at work and her friends have to constantly bring her back to where they are. They are on vacation. She is in Hawaii. Live and let live. Just, you know, do just let it go. <laughs> and so we get one pivotal moment, though. Her best friend realized that they have never that they never secured a venue for the rehearsal dinner. Actually, she hasn't. And the groom isn't aware. And so she wants to keep it hush-hush so that he doesn't get all out of whack. And so she elicits Sarah's help to plan this rehearsal dinner. So looking for a menu, decorations, theme, all of that. So it's a low-key party wedding planning movie. But it's the rehearsal dinner of the wedding, not the wedding itself. So she then asks Manu for help because she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's in this town. And so he finds restaurants and so on and so forth. She Then he encounters a problem um, with the pool at the resort. And so she kind of barters with him. If you help me plan this thing, I'll help you come up with a solution for your pool and something to do with the water. And so throughout the course of the movie, you know, he's t he abandons the rest of his guests, which is really what it is. Let's just be honest. He abandons <laughs> the resort and it starts to feel her and they go on little romantic trysts to different spots and locales throughout the Hawaiian islands and they develop feelings for each other. 
supposedly and then you know her friend gets married and then they find out what's really important in life and then she may extend her vacation on the island you guys do you remember how i mentioned in the last segment that our de- some of our destination movies use the destination to cover up for a lackluster story Unfortunately, I have to submit this movie into that category because I was bored to tears. (laughs) I was bored to tears. And I'm so disappointed because Taylor Cole is our girl. Miss Pumpkin everything. You know what? Like, first of all, can you tell that was one of my favorite movies from last year? (laughs) I love me some Taylor Cole. And But I didn't love her in this. Her environmental morale and value system, I felt like came on way, came off way too strong in the beginning when my new first, first started driving her around to the different potential venues for the rehearsal dinner. And she's like, is this car, what kind of emissions, you know, all these environmental terms that I, I don't remember. And he's like, well, there's a zero emissions way for you to get back home. I said, you better say that. <laughs> she was like, walk. And he was like, well, <laughs> thank you. Because she was coming on incredibly strong. And honestly, I just didn't feel, while they're both beautiful people in their own right, sometimes you can't just throw people together because they're beautiful. You, they need to actually click. And I didn't feel like Taylor and Kanoa clicked in this one. I didn't feel any chemistry between the two characters. And the romance felt super forced. Like, it felt awkward and cringy. Like, when they went down to the beach to watch the turtle and then they started holding hands, the secondhand embarrassment that I felt in my stomach was, oh my goodness. (laughs) No, man, good stuff. No, my goodness. Unfortunately, I do think this is Taylor's worst movie. And I hate that those words are coming out of my mouth. However, that follows the pattern for a lot of the movies that we've seen this year. They've been boring and unnecessary. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's summer, Hawaii. You know, I mean, the one movie they didn't do that with last year that we got in the summer in Hawaii was Groundswell. I felt like that had that was a beautiful story. It meant something. The actors acted their behind off. They had chemistry. It was so well done. Um, I don't know what happened with this one. I felt like we just wanted to get one off because of summer. And I just I just don't like the way that that feels because it feels like you don't care, you know, and I can I've been saying this for eons and by eons, I mean months for this year. But I hate the feeling that the people who put out these movies don't care, because even though they may not feel that way, it still comes across that way. And that's what's that's what's the most unfortunate part. It's because they may actually think that this movie is doing something. 
But because of the execution of it and how it came together, it just didn't, it didn't hit right, unfortunately. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I purposefully watched Love's Greek to Me before watching this to really get a sense of all of the Destination movies that we've had this year. Um, And it was like I was, man, talk about both flops. If you haven't seen Love's Greek to Me, I don't want to make this a Love's Greek to Me review because I don't want to give it too much air. Don't. Because I don't think I've ever talked back more to a movie than December Bride than this one. Because this one, I was just like, this is not a Hallmark movie. Like, that, it took me to that point. But... I say that to say um, I wanted to be sure that the majority of our destination movies had great destinations, but lackluster stories, which is why I watched it. And again, watching both of those Aloha Heart and Love's Greek to me really confirmed what I what I was thinking, unfortunately. Well, in terms of crown rating, I am going to give Aloha Heart two crowns. One for Kanoa. I would love to see him in a winter movie. Maybe, maybe, ooh, a Valentine's Day. Get that man in a Valentine's Day movie. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, And what's the other crown for? Hawaii, because it's summer. <laughs> Well, my friends, we are going to take a micro break and then we are going to get into the latest movie to premiere from Summer Nights, which is Making Waves. So stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. In this segment, we're going to be talking about Making Waves, which stars Corey Cott and Holland Roden. Now, both of these actors are partaking in their second Hallmark film with this movie. Corey Cott played the leading guy in Butlers in Love, which was the Hallmark blockbuster hit of 20 and 22. (laughs) No, seriously, I remember when that movie was first announced, I was like, what in the world? But then I watched it and I said, what in the world? Okay, then. He brings that Hallmark energy that I feel like we it's it's we we're going to go far with him. And I hope he has a Christmas movie this year. I hope they were able to get one off before the strike, which is still under effect by the way, the SAG-AFTRA strike. Um y'all everybody's striking between the writers, SAG, UPS almost went out went on a strike, some renters in Toronto are on a strike. The whole, everybody just needs to strike. And so we could just all reset the factory settings and start this whole thing called Earth over again. Mm. Okay, I digress. Um, So that was Corey Codd, right? <laughs> and then Holland Roden played 
the leading lady in Tyler's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie for Christmas, just this last Christmas season. Time for him and his mom and them to come home for Christmas. So it was really cool that she was able to get another movie so quickly. Um, I, I, I like her a lot on Hallmark. Um, personally, I think even after seeing a picture of her, Holland is still my favorite lead in the Tyler movie, in my opinion. Um, she's, I, in, I, the only reason I enjoyed time for him that much was because of her and his chemistry. Um, that, that woman is talented and even in making waves, her chemistry with Corey was really like, they are just both so good. They are both so good. And I had hopes that they would bring it home. And this summer used to be my kryptonite, my Achilles heel, the antithesis of my reason for being. Um, I used to be a Scrooge of summer, but I have really, one of my goals for this summer is to open my heart up to it and to not be a Scrooge in summer, but to embrace it a little bit more. And so I was doing that by reading some summery books, which I really think helped. It really helped. And also taking a vacation, dipping my toe in the water, in the sand, on a beach, doing 4th of July things. Now, mind you, I don't need to do that again. Once is enough for me. (laughs) But I was, I'm really, like, I'm a seasonal girl. I've become a full four seasons girl now. And I have Hallmark to thank for that. That was one of the things that endeared me to Hallmark is is there seasonal or should I say was there seasonal movies? Um, so I I'm saying this to say this is one of the reasons why I loved making waves so much. It felt summery and I loved it. So let me get into actually what Making Waves is about if you haven't watched it yet. So I forget the characters' names. We're going to call them by their real names for the sake of this. So Holland works for a record label for A&R. And she hears a song while she's working out. And she calls out to her Alexa, who is this? She says, is this who's, what song is this? It's such and such. Let the time begin by the figure eights and so she brings it up in a weekly meeting and she finds out that they're going to be at a festival in the outer banks and she asks her boss if she can go and her boss obliges um the competing record label is ran by her boss's ex-husband um and her boss's ex-husband always manages to sign on those kind of on the cusp underground artists right before they blow up, which has made his record label super successful. And so Holland is is pitching, we got to get on the ground floor of this because they could really blow up. However, when she goes to the festival, she finds her boss's ex-husband there and they're on the same agenda. So it becomes a battle of the record labels, if you will. 
Now, in tandem with Holland being at this music festival, trying to sign the band, the figure eights, she is staying at an end of her used to be college best friend. We're going to call her Tegan because that's her real name. <laughs> I don't, I forget her, her character's name. Tegan B. Moss. She's been in quite a few up TV movies. She's played our sister, our best friend in quite a few Hallmark movies as well. She is a familiar supporting character in Hallmark Town, in the town of Hallmark. Yeah. So they have this beautiful inn in the Outer Banks. She's married to this Latin man that was just throwing adobo and sazon all over the place. And I said, who is this? I was like, what in the world is going on? He was great. Um, I loved, so they added in a plot point. Like, it was awkward, but, I mean, it was real. In that Tegan and Holland's relationship, they were really close in college. But they just kind of lost touch because life. And so... She uh, reached out to her and they're reconnecting and kind of establishing, reestablishing their friendship. You see throughout the movie. And simultaneously with that, she, uh, Holland reconnects with Corey, who they used to have a little something or other in high school, I believe. Um, and Or yeah, maybe she met Tegan in high school. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. I promise you I watched the movie. But uh, so I believe his name was Will. Oh, it's slowly coming back to me. The fog is lifting. But in any event, Corey and Holland reconnect um, when she goes to his bar to try to see the when she goes to his bar to try to see the figure eights. And little does she know that Corey is actually in the figure eights. She doesn't find out until she gets to the festival to see them during sound check, does he reveal that he's in the figure eights? And so from that point on, throughout the rest of the movie, Corey and Holland are reconnecting. They're spending time with each other. And then Corey and their band are trying to decide which record label they want to sign with, Holland's or um, the other, the ex-husband. Um, and there's a, a, a tension of, uh, there's a point of conflict I won't spoil the ending, but you know they end up together. In ter but in terms of where Corey signs, I do not want to spoil that part. So, all in all, you guys, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. This, where Aloha Heart was our summer destination movie. This was our summer music festival movie. So, a lot of it took place on the fairgrounds at the music festival. And the name of the music festival was Making Waves. So that gives us the title of our movie. Um, we have fair food. We have rides. We got hot dogs as long as our feet, footlongs. We have cotton candy. We got fried stuff, unfried stuff, all the stuff, teddy bears, games, all of it, all while attending a music festival. Um, with some people who can sing down. Can we talk about it? My goodness, the people that they brought into this movie to play the artists. So there was two girls who was in a duo that you see Holland kind of courting on, alongside the figure eights throughout the movie. 
um, they can sing their behinds off. And then this other woman who signed to the ex-husband's label and he was there to support her. Um, she can sing and then Corey can sing in real life because Corey, wait for it, he's on Broadway. <laughs> I mean, um, there's some other little character quirks with Holland's character that we get to see throughout the movie. Um, that, that it's adorable. And I just had a good time with this. Again, Corey and Holland are both talented and I feel like they, 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 they weren't on zoom. You know what I'm saying? They didn't phone it in, but they came to work and I felt it and I appreciated it and I loved it. And we were in the outer banks. I've never been before. Now I want to go. Um, and I, I appreciated it. I loved it. Um, this one gets a four out of five crowns for me. I don't know what each of those crowns are for, but it is a solid movie. Summer, music, chemistry, all were on point. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where my heart belongs concerning, I was going to say summer nights, but making waves. I'm very happy. This is, I definitely like this better than Aloha Heart. And I can see this being one of my favorites of the summer night season as we continue. Because a safari romance, okay. And the one that I for, um, what is it? The one that I keep forgetting. Never Too Late to Celebrate, starring the Penavegas. That could be a hit or miss in terms of the summer factor. Because I'm telling you, I am a seasoned, and by seasoned, I like my Hallmark movie seasoned. I like the seasoning in my Hallmark movies, okay? So I don't know if the summer is going to play a major factor in that movie, but I'm excited to experience more Latin culture and having the Pinavegas on my screen again. I do hope that I'm just really pushing for them to do more picture-perfect mysteries. I don't understand how we've signed them. They've been locked down by the crown, but we haven't resurrected Picture Perfect Mysteries yet. Because in my opinion, Picture Perfect Mysteries is the perfect gateway series into Hallmark Mysteryland if you're not a sleuther already. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It has the best opening sequence of any mystery series, period. Best opening sequence, the colors, all of it. Fight me if you want to. I don't care. I said what I said. <laughs> I promise you, Picture Perfect Mysteries is it. And it's on Hallmark Movies now, right now, all three of them, because there's only been three, unfortunately. Um, but you can watch all three of them now if you have a subscription to Hallmark Movies now. Get your entire life, Okay. And then we have Napa Ever After, which I'm super excited about, starring Colin Lawrence and Denise Boutte. Um, she, this is her first Hallmark movie. I hope it won't be her last, because when I tell you, she, she's she been in a few up TV movies, so she knows this genre. She knows how to play it. Um, but I remember seeing first seeing her in a lot of Tyler Perry stuff. He used her a lot in his movies and in his TV shows. Um, so I'm happy to see her transition into this genre, and I hope this I hope this is the be the beginning of something beautiful. And I hope 
it, she can join Tamara Mori Housley and Holly Robinson Pete as as being and Heather Hemmings as being another established back, black actress on the Hallmark movie roster. Um, but we're at a vineyard, <laughs> darling. We're at a vineyard. And speaking of vineyard, I am so excited to preview for you in honor and celebration of the next Mahogany movie being vineyard and wine focused the next podcast episode we are going to cover all hallmark vineyard and wine centered movies so i'm kind of i'm going not kind of i'm going to go through a list of all of the vineyard and wine movies that we have in our catalog and then i'm going to pick out my favorites and just kind of talk to you about why i like them so much um and that's that yeah just in celebration of uh, our newest Mahogany movie and for it being vineyard and wine themed. Um, So I can't wait for you guys to hear that and for us to talk about that. Because when I tell you I'm becoming a vineyard woman, y'all, let me tell you. And on top of that, Great American Family just had a vineyard movie to kick off their Great American Summer. Y'all better get out of my face. I'm telling you, I don't even drink wine. I don't even drink alcohol. But this woman is a vineyard woman now. <laughs> okay. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to take another micro break. Because there is some news that I forgot to mention in the first segment that I want to make sure you guys know and are informed about. And so we're going to have our closing Hallmark segment. And we're going to do a weekend watching guide. So stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. I hope you guys enjoyed my take on Aloha Heart and Making Waves. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. We are in the last half of summer, um, you know, with school getting ready to start soon. And I personally have Labor Day as the official conclusion of summer. Um, So after Labor Day, technically it's fall for me. And although the weather doesn't want to agree. um, And it's funny because this year in in Philly, the first day of summer, the high was 66 degrees. And I'm thinking, all right now, now we better get that same energy for the fall where the first day of fall better be what it is. Um, we need 66 degrees for the fall. That would be amazing. But let me not get off track because that's why we're having a um, this closing segment to begin with. So <laughs> here is some news that I forgot to mention in the first segment. Number one, the Hallmark Channel cruise, y'all, they opened up a second sale two weeks after that will um, depart two weeks after the first one, but it's already sold out. Y'all... <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all. You know what I honestly, you know what? It doesn't even matter. So on, on, like this is got, this is definitely have to be something that they're now that they've planned, you know, for next year, maybe they can start to plan for 2025 and 2026. You know what I mean? Um, so that, uh, people can get on this early. Um, cause this is wild and crazy kids. How fast this cruise is selling out. But yes, Hallmark Channel did put, they did um, allow a second sale 
Um, and it's going to be different actors on, on the boat. And so it's really going to be a game of Russian roulette as to who's going to be on the boat, who you're going to see. So, I mean, you you can't be mad because you bought your ticket already. You know what I'm saying? So you got to you gotta get what you got, you know? Because I know it's going to be, like, madness if people want to try to cross over their ticket to do second sale. Like, I don't even think that will probably be an option. We'll see once they start announcing stuff, which probably won't be till another year. Who knows? <laughs> but next, um, Great American Family announced their fall lineup through People Magazine. It's giving mad Hallmark energy in the way that they did it because it looks just like what our... Um, what our fall schedules or season schedules looks look like when we get our monthly lineups. They do a little paragraph about kind of an overview, and then they do a movie-by-movie movie breakdown showing who's going to be, be in it, what time is coming on, the name, and the synopsis. And I'm not going to do a deep dive into that right now. I just wanted to kind of just put that on your radar. But I think I'm going to do a combined Hallmark and Great American Family fall lineup preview special spectacular, what ha- what have you, uh, so that we can really get into these movies. Um, and lastly, this isn't just news, but I just want to say, what happened to Up TV? <laughs> Up TV just left the chat. Um, they hadn't done any new movies since... What was it? The Secret Sauce? Like, was it something in the beginning of July? Like, we have not seen new movies from them in weeks. And I just need to know if they're okay. And um, we're, we're kind of sending out word to the homies to make sure that our cousins are okay. Um, so, this weekend, your weekend watching guide clearly doesn't include up tv so great american family they are premiering a movie called an unlikely angel and here is the synopsis a successful or sorry successful married and pregnant jamie caswell is about to have it all when she is hit by a truck and wakes up seven years in the future. Huh? <laughs> this movie stars Jillian Murray or Murray and Robert Amaya. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> and then with that, we have a safari romance which stars Brittany Bristow and Andrew Walker. And the synopsis reads, Megan is a research scientist living her dream in South Africa, pursuing a PhD in ethology. I didn't even know that was a thing. Come on, work for me technology here we go megan is a research scientist living her dream in south africa pursuing a phd in ethology while working as a ranger on a nature reserve 
when Tim, an American theme park designer, pause. We've had some, oh, here goes the mic. We've had some very interesting jobs throughout our Hallmark life. But this one, by far, is the most, I don't want to say outrageous, maybe peculiar, but interesting. Let's uh, press play. When Tim, excuse me, when Tim, an American theme park designer, arrives to capture footage for an immersive safari-themed attraction, Megan serves as his guide as they spend time together exploring the savannah to observe giraffes, elephants, and lions in their natural habitats. Romance develops. Now, I follow both Andrew, our beloved cousin Andrew, and Brittany Bristow on Instagram. And it is like they were on location in South Africa. So we have another Destination movie. Um, Summary again. I could see this one like Labor Day weekend. You know what I mean? Like not really summer. One of our mixed bag bonus original types. You know what I mean? But in any event, I am ready for it. Now, that is Saturday, but Friday. And this is the one I'm hype about next to Napa Ever After. Friday on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, we are getting the sequel to Big Sky River, which is called Big Sky River Bridal Path, starring Emmanuel Vaugier and Kevin Smith. And in the sequel, the two are blending their families, and so it talks about the growing the growing pains of a blended family. I'm very much looking forward to that. Big Sky River last year was one of my favorite Hallmark movies and mysteries movies overall all it was so grown it was so sweet slow savory it was delicious i enjoyed the mess out of that movie last year um and hallmark movies and mysteries as a whole last year was so good especially um because they were more drama focused than mystery focused as we have this year, is way more mystery-focused than drama-focused. So they basically just flipped it on its head. Because so far for the dramas, we've only received an Uncommon Grace and the Blessing Bracelet through Dayspring. And so we're also getting The More Love Grows the following weekend. Um, And then in September, we're getting two mysteries and a drama. Um, So... But yes, that will conclude this week's episode of Dear Hallmark. I hope you are enjoying yourself. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It was a pleasure. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the article concerning Wanya's, um, her stepping down as CEO. Um, I'll put in multiple links just so you can pick whichever source, whether it's Variety, Next TV, you can, you know, pick your poison. But also, peruse around there to find out more about Dear Hallmark. I wrote a book called Chasing Wind. It's something super special. My first big publication. Um, It's for sale on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes for that. You can also follow me on Instagram. Y'all, can I tell you? (laughs) We cut up on Instagram. 
I randomly went live um, last Thursday on Instagram, and the wonderful, talented Antonio Cayone joined me randomly because he was like literally sitting out on the steps in the back of his restaurant, killing time. And so he decided to join. And if you don't know who Antonio Cayone is, most recently he was in Curious Caterer Dying for Chocolate. He played the other man that Nikki Deloach's character Goldie went on a date with besides Detective or she hasn't gone on a date with Detective Tom. But he was a you know, a supposed suspect and she went on a date with him. He was a teacher. I think he was her kid's teacher, if I'm not mistaken. He's also been in Darrow and Darrow. He's been in, was he in Unleashing Mr. Darcy or Matching Hearts? I think he was in Matching Hearts. Um, But he's been a supporting character around a lot of Hallmark movies. Um, And he was also the lead in The Vows We Keep opposite Fiona Goobleman, um, which came out 2021. But this dude got on the Instagram live and just went nuts for about a good 25 30 minutes what did he talk about paper clips y'all this dude is a storyteller beyond words and i was crying laughing i could barely contain myself i know others were crying laughing as well but you want to make sure you follow me on instagram because you do not know who pops up and what's going to happen in the chat. There have been times Cindy Busby popped in in the chat. There were times Gabrielle, the founder of Rama Drama, popped on. And then Tyler Hines popped in the chat. We've had Neil Bledsoe pop on video while he was filming a Christmas movie with Danica McKellar. And so he put her on too. We've had Benjamin Ayers pop on video and say what's up. And it's... It's like, and these are, when I tell you I don't plan these things, I, the only planned live that I did was with Ann Scott, excuse me, Ann Scott of the Hallmarkies. And we were doing, we were celebrating the launch of the Mahogany movies with Unthinkably Good Things last year. That's probably one of the only planned lives I've done. Other than that, everything else has been extremely random. And then these actors just want to pop on and be like, what's up? So, you want to make sure you follow me on Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook, too. But Instagram, I feel like, is where we cut up the most. Um, Well, that'll do it for me here on this week's episode of Dear Hallmark. I look forward to talking with you guys in the next episode. And remember to watch a Hallmark movie you love. Ciao, my friends.